Hello and welcome back to the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green. This is a podcast where we remind ourselves that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. We are continuing 2 Peter chapter 1 this week. We talked about verses 1 through 11 last week. Now we're going to finish the rest of this chapter. And don't forget that we did talk about the inspiration of the scriptures in verse number 3. We talked about the uh, Christian graces, as they are often called, beginning in verse number 5. We talked about how, as we grow as Christians, all of these Christian graces should be added to our faith. And we don't forget, we talked about how faith is really the starting point. It is not the end-all, be-all, as many in the denominational world try to claim. Well, in this week's episode, we are going to talk about how Peter establishes the facts of the gospel firmly in his readers' minds and making sure that we understand the surety of the truth of the gospel. This is something that Peter believed in with all of his heart. Uh, Certainly, we could say the same thing about Paul and the rest of the apostles as well. And this is evidenced throughout the uh, writings of the New Testament. So we want to make sure and and make that point this week. Uh, But we want to notice a couple of firm reminders that Peter has. We're going to look at verses 12 through 15, first of all. And uh, Peter's first firm reminder, Peter says, For this reason I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things, though you know and are established in the present truth. Peter says that he will not be negligent to remind them. In other words, he is making a strong point to remind them of all things that he has been talking about. Peter, Peter acknowledges the fact that these Christians already know and are established in the present truth, but they still need this reminder. Is it not the case that even if we know the Bible backwards and forwards, is it not the case that we still need reminders? Do we still need to study the deep things in the scriptures? Well, of course we do. Do we need reminders of the basics as well? Well, again, of course we do. We need to study all of the scriptures uh, over and over again throughout our lives. I know it has been said many times by many Bible students that every time they read the Bible through, there's just more and more that jumps out at them that they had not ever noticed before. And that is the way that the scriptures are. They truly are a treasure trove, if you will, of, of information from God. And and every time you read it, there will be things that jump out at you that you didn't notice before and, and new insights. And uh, also, the scriptures have a way of becoming more and more understandable the more you study them. Of course, that makes sense. The more you study anything, the more you uh, understand that particular subject. The same could be said about our study of the scriptures. So absolutely, we do need reminders And Peter emphasizes the fact that Christians need these reminders of the basic foundational principles of the gospel of Christ. Is it not possible that if we don't do our diligence to remind ourselves of these truths that we can forget these things? Well, of course we can. And uh, also we need reminders ourselves so that we can teach others of these truths as well. Verse number 13 Peter says, Yes, I think it is right, as long as I am in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you. Which tent is Peter talking about? 
Well, he's talking about the tent or the tabernacle of his body. Peter says that he is duly obligated to remind Christians of these things as long as he is living in his body. Verse number 14, knowing that shortly I must put off my tent, just as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. So this is interesting. Peter is essentially saying, look, I'm about to be killed uh, for the faith. And Jesus had actually showed him this in prophecy. We want to turn and look at John chapter 21. John 21, verses 15 through 19, and it reads, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. By the way, what is Jesus saying there? Well, he's talking about the death that Peter is going to suffer uh, in old age for Jesus. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. Verse 19. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. If you keep reading in verse 20, it says, Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved. That's uh, John who also had leaned on his breast at the supper, and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him uh, he would not die, but if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. So John comes right out and says, hey, that was me. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. So that's how John ends his gospel account. But uh, basically, Jesus says, look, whatever becomes of John is what's going to become of John. But I'm telling you, Peter, that when you die, it's going to be something that happens to you that you don't want to happen to you. So he's going to suffer martyrdom. History tells us that uh, they believe that Peter was crucified upside down. History also tells us that uh, they believe John uh, was exiled to the island of Patmos, but uh, died a natural death. And, and history, again, says they believe that John was the only apostle too die a natural death. But anyways, when we go back to Second Peter chapter 1, Peter is acknowledging, look, uh, kind of like Paul said, the time of my departure is at hand. Paul knew that something was about to happen to him. The same kind of mindset uh, Peter admits here as well. Look at verse number 15. Moreover, I will be careful to ensure that you always have a reminder of these things after my decease. So again, if, if 
if it wasn't perfectly clear enough, Peter now makes it abundantly clear. Look, he's about to die. He's going to uh, be deceased very soon. So Peter basically says long after he is gone, his words in this letter that he's writing, which is the word of God, is, is still his words are still going to remain and serve as the reminder of the things that Christians need to know. Long after Peter is gone, long after these Christians that he's writing to at that moment are gone, his words still remain for modern-day Christians to receive the reminder that we need to receive as well. And that is how God's Word works. Uh, things that were written in the long ago, we can still learn from them, still glean from them, because the Bible was written for all people. For all time. Verses 16 through 18, we're going to see Peter's second firm reminder. Verse number 16 says, For we did not follow cunningly devised fables, when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Peter says essentially the gospel is not make believe, it is not clever little fables that you can have no faith in. No, the gospel is the truth. Peter says that the gospel is characterized by power. Again, Romans 1 verse 16, we mentioned last week, Paul wrote, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. Jesus promised in Mark 9 verse 1 that there were some standing there that day who would not die until they saw the kingdom of God come with power. Well, when did that happen? Well, it happened on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, the power of the Holy Spirit was displayed in such a way that uh, with all, you know, on the apostles, the Holy Spirit uh, appeared like cloven tongues as a fire, and they all spoke in uh, various tongues, different languages, and, and showed that this was God's doing, just as was prophesied in Joel chapter 2, and Isaiah chapter 2, and Daniel chapter 2, and Micah chapter 4. Well, Peter also brings up the fact that that uh, Peter and the other apostles were eyewitnesses of this power and glory of Jesus Christ during his resurrection and his uh, kingdom that appeared. The requirement for someone to be an apostle, if you look back to Acts chapter 1, verses 20 through 26, what was the requirement? Well, the requirement was that they had to be an eyewitness of the things uh, pertaining to Jesus's ministry. Look at verses 17 and 18. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. This is a clear reference to the mountain of Christ's transfiguration. If you look at Matthew 17, verses 1 through 5, Peter says that God the Father bestowed glory upon his Son, Jesus, uh, there at the transfiguration, and Peter was an eyewitness to that glory. So, Really, the eyewitness accounts of the apostles proves the inspiration of the things that they wrote because they would not have written these things if they had not been eyewitnesses of it. I'm reminded of what Paul says uh, at one point in one of his epistles. He says, 
uh, I know whom I have believed in and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed against him to that day. Well, Paul knew for a fact, for a certainty, that Jesus truly was the Son of God, that he truly died for us and rose again, and he would not have written the things that he wrote uh, if he did not firmly believe those things. So this is, again, evidence of the inspiration of the Scriptures. Finally, verses 19 through 21, verse 19 uh, gets into the prophetic word concerning Christ being confirmed. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your uh, hearts. In other words, all of the prophecies of Christ are found in the Old Testament uh, and a few that were made during the gospel accounts as well. Some of the prophecies also in the gospel accounts, they were fulfilled by Christ. Some were fulfilled by God on the day of Pentecost as well uh, as the establishment of the church. And Peter says that Christians would do well to heed the facts concerning this confirmed gospel. Again, the prophecies were confirmed by these eyewitnesses who gave us the faithful accounts of these uh, happenings of Christ. And uh, Mark 16, verse 20, talks about how they did these miracles, which also uh, had an effect of confirming God's word. So Christians can be sure of these things. And I would add this, Peter and Paul and most of the other apostles, I don't believe for a second that they would have went to their deaths uh, for a lie. They went to their deaths believing the things uh, concerning the gospel in Christ. Now, I know that, you know, somebody might say, well, that, well, the apostles, uh, might have went or might have undergone various, uh, persecutions or what have you, uh, because of their pride. Uh, but I don't know many people who would be willing to go to their deaths for something that they know for a fact is untrue. No, they knew for a fact that these things were true. And so, uh, they didn't go to their death because of pride. No, they went to their death because they knew that Christ truly did uh, die for them and rise again. Well, Peter says that we need to heed this message as light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in our hearts. The gospel illuminates the lost and dying dark world. Verse number 20. Knowing this, first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. This is very, very important. Peter says that all of these things that are found in the Scriptures are not of private or secret or only for those in the know kind of thing. Uh, no, not that kind of interpretation. By the way, maybe a subtle dealing with the Gnostics there because the Gnostics basically did treat their ideas that way. That It's only for us to know. no. This is for all to know the truths of God's Word. Scripture is for everyone, so that all men, um, hopefully, will come to the knowledge of the truth. We know that not everyone does, but uh, certainly that is the goal, and that's why God did what he did. That's why he gave us the Scriptures, because he wants all men to come to the knowledge of the truth. And so anybody can read and study and obey the Word of God. And uh, as far as being of private interpretation, sometimes you, you hear folks who say, well, that's just your interpretation. 
or, well, this is my interpretation, and we can have different interpretations. Well, no, there is one correct interpretation of the Scriptures. Now, because of human fallibility, sometimes we misunderstand things, but uh, of the things within the Scripture that are that that have to be understood correctly, we, we better get it right. And that means we better study so that we can make sure and get those things right. Now, thankfully, uh, Peter talks about how some things that Paul wrote, you know, they're hard to be understood. And there are some things that we may not understand, and it will be okay, but there are things that we have to understand from God's Word, and there's no private interpretation about it. Verse number 21. Uh, before I get to that, let me say this too. Uh, can God, who is all-powerful and all-knowing, can He give us a book that we are capable of understanding? Well, of course He can. So, so don't forget that as it pertains to verse 20. Now verse 21. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Again, this goes back to verse 3, uh, which talks about the divine power that has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It comes from God. Did men write it down as far as pen and, and paper are concerned, or uh, better yet, uh, pen and uh, scroll are concerned? Well, yes, but God inspired them to do it. Again, 2 Timothy 3.16, Theonoustos. Uh, the scriptures are God-breathed, so they came directly from God. Uh, specifically, the Holy Spirit uh, in the Godhead is involved in the inspiration process. And so uh, these scriptures are from God, not from man. And we need to understand that. We need to understand that God uh, has the authority to uh, inform us of all of these things in his scriptures. And so we have the duty to uh, conform our lives to the things that are written in the scriptures. I'm certainly thankful for the word of God. Uh, because of the word of God, everything that we talk about in this podcast, the Everyday Christian podcast, um, our Christianity in general, everything we talk about, everything that we're trying to uh, conform to in our lives, Ultimately, it's because God gave us these things in his word, and we are to live by them to the best of our ability. I hope that you have enjoyed this study of Second uh, Peter in the Everyday Christian Podcast. Lord willing, next week we will get into chapter 2. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.